podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Went to the gym this morning, saw a real idiot when I was down there. This guy put a water bottle in the Pringles holder on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Good enough. It's and not often well. that Medders comments on a joke so quickly, which means he must really like it. Yeah, yeah that is... Well, actually, no, it's, it's, becoming, line, so. it's becoming quite common now that Medders, Medders likes these more and more, I think. I think we've won him round to the, the format. <laughs> just taken a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Just two, yeah, the best part of two years, but never mind. That's why we have such big gaps in episodes, is because I've got to be ready to laugh. Yeah, it, just, it takes it a lot out of him. Often. Yeah. But also, it must be quite tough to find a joke that Medders, you haven't told Medders, right, Nate? Because you must tell well, them. It's, it's difficult to find a joke I haven't told, generally. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there's only so many, there's only a finite amount of jokes in the world. So, yeah. Um, now I envisage you, because I'm sure we'll get into this in a bit, but you were in the US before the Red Bull launch and you had a bit of a holiday and travelled around on your own. I envisage you just going into bars and sitting there and just nudging the person next to you and being like, hey, and then telling them a one-liner. <laughs> yeah, like, and I have told a few of jokes. I have told a few. I've got I've got quite a lot now in my in my repertoire, which is you know one big positive from uh, for the last two years is that my joke <laughs> my joke forte has gone through the roof. So that's good. <sighs> repertoire and forte in the same <laughs> comment. I know, oh, man. I know. Sensational, I mean, mate. The season started now. No, <laughs> no holiday. No holiday time now. Got to get out of that mindset. Uh, that's as good as it's going to get for me. I think holiday. For, uh, holiday holiday, and repertoire and forte in the same <laughs> sentence. However, I'm of course stalling for time because what everyone wants to hear is a few little numbers from Mr. Barreto. Well, the good thing is, Nate, I think you can start this season on the good foot because I think that was an 8.4. Nice. I say, it always <laughs> makes me laugh because of how specific these have become now. Like, I think we're going to get to a point where you're going to be like, well, you know, this is an F1 pod. It's gonna to have to have three digits after the dot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight, eight, five, four, four. <laughs> really, really get into the weeds with it. But no, I'll take, I'll take eight point four. That's that's decent. Solid work, solid start, especially when we can barely hear you. So, oh yeah, that, that... did that lose in marks? The lack of microphone. No, I, I can't, I can't hurt Nate for that because. If I did that, we'd be giving them minus points a lot, won't we? Over the course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, my microphone—it's not—it's not my fault, guys. Okay, there's nothing to do with me. My microphone's just decided to pack it in today, so I'm using old school Apple headphones. Little plug there for the Steve Jobs company. Uh, the, <laughs> and the they also have a little plug. The modest, yeah, they do. They have an annoying, unique plug, don't they? That you have to buy. But anyway, other headphones are available. Other, yeah, other from all from all, all brands. Check 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 all good headphone stores for brands. Uh, don't just rely on Apple because you know they're not. That's monopoly, not the game, but it is a monopoly if they they had it all. So capitalism is fun sometimes. Onwards. Welcome to the Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bresso, F1 correspondent and presenter. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders, general editor at ESPN. And we were not put at ease. That is a change no, from I know. recent weeks. Well, you both looked at ease today, so 
you know, I, I thought you weren't you weren't standing at attention. So you know, next time, <laughs> people at ease. <laughs> I'm I'm not at ease. I won't lie. I am with cold. And yeah, you sound a bit. You sound a bit phlegmy. You sound croaky. Yeah, lovely. On the Thank spot, you, spell phlegm. Spell phlegm for me, boys. Do it. P H L E G M. Oh, oh there you go. I wasn't going to put a G in it. Oh, no. In the house. In the house with some journalists here. Phlegm. Yeah. It is like per phlegm, isn't it? It's a great way to start a podcast episode, isn't it? Really talking about phlegm. Um, but phlegm. yeah, I am. I am with cold now. I want to bring that up though because. Nate's mic's not working. I sound like this. The only person who seems to be surviving. Um, it's like The Last of Us. Nate and I are going to go. But Barreto is, is making it. Not only that, he's the one who has the most ridiculous schedule of mankind right now. <laughs> it feels like the most ridiculous schedule <clears throat> of mankind. But it's um, that's launch season, boys, isn't it? That's just how these, those, these, these things go. It's the season before the season before the season. If we have tested it as a separate season, <laughs> that's the pre-season, Christ. isn't it? It was be- like we. What did we have last year? We had a pre-season running before we had pre-season tested, before we had the season. <laughs> well, was it a shakedown? Oh yeah, it was, it was a shakedown. 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 It was something. Shakedown. It, was it wasn't something like the that. official test. Come on, you should you should be on brand. I know, here. I should be. I know. Let's move swiftly on. So I saw you boys both in New York last time out. We were there. Well, I was Indeed. only there for three or four days. Came back to the UK to do Williams and then covered off Alfa Romeo. And then I did some filming yesterday at a site under embargo. And then I'm flying to New York shortly after we do this podcast to do Alpha Tauri. You're going back to New York? Yes, I'm wow. going back to New York, yes. You're like Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I just don't want to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I made Formula One disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be your whole thing. Walk around with that little um, recording device that he has, you know, for playing back, playing stuff back. Bump into Trump at the Trump Towers, like you know, see that crazy pigeon lady down. The, <laughs> the one who everyone says is Piers Morgan as well. Have you seen that? People say that they they say that if you look closely at her, she looks very much like Piers Morgan. So people think it's Piers Morgan from a former life. That's really mean to the poor lady, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, that poor lady being compared to Piers Morgan. Um, if no, everyone but... could just check in on Twitter with Barreto during the next kind of two or three days to make sure he hasn't got lost, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, that would be good, actually. Um, I'll try my best to remember to do that for you. Oh, um, thanks, Nate. But I'm um, emotional <clears throat> about that, Nate. Yeah, sorry, I was I was like trying not to phlegm and cough at the same time. Uh, Madis has inspired me to be a bit more phlegmy in the last <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> There's just so, too much uh, phlegm chat. Let's go back to Red Bull. It's well known that colds can transmit over podcasts, so you guys just, are in trouble. Yeah. They they do. It's 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 a big. I mean, I've been watching The Last of Us as well. I'm, I'm well versed now in. Uh, and this is like The Last of Us. Here's another joke for you, because we're a, we're a bunch of fun guys, aren't we? Oh God. <laughs> And it's it's spread by fungus. People haven't listened, That's... listened to it yet. Jeez, what? <laughs> um, I, I'm glad so... I'm not scoring you on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can we mark right. him down on the last one for that? No, that, no, no. Eight point four. Eight point four is in the bank. No, it's in the, bank, in the bank. Yeah, that's that's how the scoring system works. Maybe I'll have to adjust it for next season. But let's talk. Let's go back to New York. Or, or they medi- not, no, not literally. Like right, you're, that, you're literally going back to New York, but we're staying here. Yeah, yeah. Rub that in because you're going back. And we're not. Jeez. Oh God. Nate was sorry. already there. I was there. Yeah, I was. I was. I can't really complain. I, I had a pretty mega time. So, I mean, you drove, not drove, rode right across drove. America, didn't you? 
I did, yeah. I went from I, I flew into DC, so I had some holiday. So half the trip I paid for, half the trip, you know, it was a work trip. Um went to DC for three days, which was a lot of fun. Um and then got the Amtrak up to Philly, was there just in time for them uh winning the AFC championship game. So it was a giant street party on the Sunday, which was mega. I'm not a Philly Philadelphia Eagles fan, but like I was like, well, I better I probably should support them today just because, you know, to save myself from being beaten up. Um, but actually, everyone there was really lovely and in a great mood. Spent a few days in Philly and then to New York, where I met you lovely lads um, and therefore the Red Bull. Speaking of how far you went, if we um, spot the Brits on a podcast where Britta says you went right across America and you went from DC to New York. Well, I was about to say, like yeah. The we... <laughs> tiniest little it's section. Like, like a little blob of America. Um, of the East Coast, but it looked yeah. fun, mate. It did look fun. It was great. It was a really good time. I... um. Probably yeah, best best little trip I've done for a while. And um, thank you to Red Bull for making it possible. Because if I had another New York launch, I probably wouldn't have, you know, just flown out to America. Um, I might have done. I might still have done. But it might have been a bit different. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. America's a great place. And um, I would thoroughly recommend DC to anybody who wants to see. So you you can see all the all the all the cool stuff in like a day. But <clears throat> you, you can see Capitol. You can see Lincoln sitting there on his big chair. You can see the big Washington monument. But also there's all the museums, which are completely free, um, which is amazing. So it's a bit like in London where there's, you know, all the, you just walk into the museums. Fantastic, fantastic stuff down there. Very cool, very cool little place. And all so close together. You forget how small DC actually is. The, um, the fact that you then moved on to Philly, though, did you by any chance try and run up the Rocky Steps? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Well, I didn't try and run up them. So I need to need to clarify here. I it was very rainy, very cold, <clears throat> and I was walking towards the rocky steps, and you know they're getting bigger and bigger, and I'm like, this is mega, isn't it? Like that's that's where Rocky runs down. <clears throat> so I put on the 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 theme, you know, and I'm walking close towards it. I'm like, ah, so I'm like, like quite hastily running up them, not running up them actually. I'm kind of brisk briskly walking out. I'm chopping my arms are chopping as I go. And um I get to about two thirds of the way up. Bum 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 and I am having a great time. Uh, if you couldn't if you couldn't tell. And then I slip and I fall on my bottom uh <laughs> there with a big thud. And I very smugly thought to myself, <clears throat> well no one saw that. It's fine. Uh so sort of pulled myself up stairs you know got, got back to my feet looked around Crawled and there were two the people yeah there was one person running up right behind me and she was like are you okay and i was like yeah i'm i'm, I'm good <laughs> didn't tell her that i was in excruciating pain for for a few seconds um and there was also i'm pretty sure a couple in the background would have caught it in the background of their one of their pictures <sighs> or, or or at least would have had had have taken a picture just beforehand so i think that was quite entertaining for them um but yeah so i can say i, I slipped up the rocky steps which is, which is great fun well, any listeners of, or friends, any listeners that have friends that may well have been in the Philly area on that day, if we can find the photo with Nate either falling over or, yeah, about to, that would be brilliant. Please delete. So, uh, <laughs> no, no. Pad hoc challenge for this year is to find that photo. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, and then we'll decide what we do with it if we find it. Um, maybe, de- <laughs> maybe, maybe delete. You um, didn't going to say. Yeah, I'm gonna get those. It was yeah, it was great fun. And then to be honest with you, I, I I love the whole the whole vibe of you know 
a US car launch. I thought it was quite nice. I know people didn't really like the Red Bull launch, but I thought it was great just seeing, you know, the team do something different. Um, and yeah, I, it was freezing cold. That was it. My only criticism of, I know people didn't like the event. I thought the event <laughs> Your was Your only fine. criticism was, of an event was the weather that can't be weather, controlled. The weather, too cold. <laughs> Red Bull. It's too, it's too cold. Turn, turn the heating on, you know, that's all I ask. I agree. As a humble British man. Cold. Well, that's the reason I'm ill now is because... Yeah. It was so cold outside and like winter and stuff. And then you go inside and everything's heated heavily and yeah, you just go from one to the other nonstop. It's a bit like when was... you go to the Middle East sometimes and it's going from like really hot outside into aircon and eventually you yeah. get a cold. But it was like minus fifteen degrees Celsius, which is anywhere between four billion Fahrenheit and <laughs> one Fahrenheit. I always forget. I always forget how that trend But yeah, it was so it was cold. Very, very cold. It was pretty fresh. But um yeah, I, I got asked about it quite a lot. People were like, no, it was terrible. Like, yeah, it was awful to watch. Like, was it really bad there? And it's like, no, like for us going is a totally mm. different experience and totally different reason. Like if, if we were going for the one hour live show that they were putting on, it'd be pointless going because you could have stayed at home and watched that. We go for the interviews around it, don't we? And, yeah. and content we get <laughs> to capture. So um, from my point of view, it was really good. I managed to um, ruin the end oh, of it. Oh, you caused a scene, by, didn't uh, you? Well, I didn't. It wasn't me. It was someone else. You ruined the event. I, I, I think was, it was, I was you. Unwittingly, I'm going to say it's you. Medis. It was your fault. Um, but I was told to wait for Stefano de Manacali to come off the stage at the end of the show to then go and do an interview with him for Sirius XM. And I had then messaged uh, the guy who was looking after Stefano to, who said where he'd need to be. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, where are you guys at the moment? And he came and found me and said, oh, do you want to come and do it now? He's like you know, not going up there. So went to this sort of room behind the bar in this, uh, the classic car club in Manhattan and did the interview with him and all good, really nice. Uh, excellent, walked out, grabbed my phone because I actually recorded it into my phone using a microphone. So I was saving it and then saw these messages where everyone was like, oh my God, that's so awkward. Oh no, oh, disaster. And I'm like, what's gone on? And they said Stefano had been called onto the stage a few times and obviously hadn't responded because he was doing the interview with me. Uh, but... You could, a, you couldn't hear that. So it's not like he intentionally ignored the call to the stage at that point. But B, apparently he wasn't intending to go up anyway uh, and thought he'd, it had been relayed that he wasn't going up because it did look very Red Bull, didn't it? it it's, if he'd gone up to that launch at the end of it to kind of say, how great is this? Every F1 team's going to be saying, why aren't you coming to our launch event and saying, how great are we? So um, I, I think I mean, he just wanted to promote Ford, like, or, you know, welcome Ford, but it was a bit too Red Bull at that point. So, uh, but yeah, Jim I was Farley, unwittingly in the middle of that. But Ford, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Ford CEO Jim Farley was on stage at the time. So, like, I feel like they massively overthought that because that was the official explanation we were given. It was like, oh, we, could, we can't give anyone favoritism. It's like Domenicali flew there with Horner on Horner's jet. Like, if, you know, that... Yeah, you know, he's already gone there with Horner. So, like, I don't understand how a, any other team can turn around and be like, it's clearly there to, you know, to welcome Ford in. I know he then did that on Fox and Friends, which is what F1 said. But it was like, you just shouldn't build, I don't, I don't know. You just, it just, it just looked like a, it just looked sloppy. It just seemed a, a weird, um, a weird circumstance. But um, this is one of those great instances when Bretta has to sit there quietly and just kind of be like, no comment. As oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to let you boys crack on, guys. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, these idiots don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, well this is only audio, isn't it? So we can tell everyone that he's nodding vigorously <laughs> in agreement with everything we say. He's not. Yeah, I felt bad for um, uh, my colleague, Marty Smith from ESPN. Uh, he 
was kind of the one <laughs> having to kind of stall through the process. So I spoke to Marty and yeah, he was a bit baffled by how that went down, but um wasn't his fault. I mean, like you said, just wasn't communicated. Um, yeah. And the auto cue seemed to be, seemed to have a mind of his own through the show. Like when, when I was watching him and Giselle on stage, Giselle was the other host, wasn't she? Um, the auto cue seemed to be like ahead of where they were all the time. So they did a good job making it, you know, anywhere, anywhere like a, like a show, I think. Um, good fun though, wasn't it? I thought Danny Rick was in great form and actually Horner and Max were in great form. Um, Checo, not so much. Uh, I know I joked to you guys about it at the time, but I did probably the worst interview of my life <laughs> at that show where... And it's some list. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's, I mean, I would definitely put it at the top of that list. Cause, more because, more because, like, from the very, from the get-go, just from the small talk, didn't want to be there. Didn't, And I, I felt bad for a bit, but then I heard from everybody that just said, yeah, he was bad with everyone. You said the same, didn't you, Lawrence? Yeah, he was, just... he was definitely quieter. Like, he just wasn't... He just didn't. It was like feel... very short answers and stuff like that. Yeah, and like that can sometimes be Checo. He can sometimes give shorter answers, but there's normally he's normally a bit chattier. You know, just a bit more like happy mm. to be there. Gets what you know what, why we're there and stuff. And he was just generally quite quiet throughout. So I um I tried you know I, we were filming our interview ESPN, so I was talking to him on stage, um, and. So I tried to make a bit of small talk. As, as mentioned, it was very, very cold, Baltic kind of weather. And he had one of these giant coats on that goes like down to his ankles. And I just had a you know t-shirt and a shirt because we, you know, for, for TV purposes of video, I was wearing that. So I said to him before we started, I said, oh, it's, like, oh, it's, like, it's freezing, isn't it? And he was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish, <laughs> wish I had one of those coats. They look very warm. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, great, man. I mean... Jeez, you know, because usually you try and, you know, you just, even if you're not expecting a big conversation with someone, are you? But you're just like, let's at least just have some kind of chat. And then during the interview, he kept, he was moving back as we spoke. So he was like, I had to keep like, mo- like changing my you mark. You were chasing him, weren't you? You were just constantly yeah. chasing and I, backwards. So I agree with you to an, to an extent, Laz, because I think he is a bit like that sometimes, very short and sweet with his answers. But he's definitely, his demeanor's changed since he was at Force India or Racing Point. Like he was a lot more happy-go-lucky then. Last like six months, especially he's just he's just looks so miserable all the time. It's tougher yeah. at a top team, though, isn't it? Don't you think? Like in the way that Valtteri yeah, is different, especially when he's in his different yeah, alpha now. If you're Max or Lewis's teammate, I can see how that because Bot, you're right. Bottas wasn't the Bottas that we know that we like, has come back again this year. Yeah. Like he was Bottas kind of very cagey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He didn't want to say anything. You know, he didn't want to make any lofty predictions. But he also knew that like three of the questions he would get would be about how difficult is it to be Lewis's teammate. Um, so I suppose there is something to that. But I just thought it was interesting going into the new year because Danny Rick was the opposite of that, wasn't he? He was just having the best time of his life. Yeah, I, I did a nice interview with him. Um, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't get the ESPN treatment of, you know, hmm. what was it, an hour-long podcast or something that looked really cool. We did, but, yeah, um, on ESPN Unlapsed, a little plug there. Yeah, but, that, that um, did I, look good. It was great, and, and yeah, it was good fun. I did, I did um, just a chat with him for Sirius again, just behind the bar, and... I like saying that it was just this dark little room, but it was it was literally behind the bar. So um, I got the impression there that he really doesn't mind if he doesn't come back to F one to race mm, like same. already. That he's kind of um, all the other stuff he's going to get to do and the winter he's had, not having to worry about training, seeing family. That he really wants to embrace that because I kind of thought, oh, he'll come to like launch event and things that he has to start doing the PR side of things and not be part of you know seat fits or. Um, 
a lot of the sim work before driving at testing and they all start to realize yeah i'm not racing this year i i am out but he seemed to love it he, he kind of said like oh, i've got a cold now but he was saying if, if maxwell checo is going to get a cold like i hope it's not till much later in the year like i don't want to have to get fit yet and i'm enjoying my time off and going to work on other business prospects that like you know where he's already got interest so um i think he's quite excited about kind of lining up the next mm. phase of his life and he's like you know and then if yeah, if the hunger comes back, great, which it might, you know, like Hulkenberg had that, didn't he? He didn't seem that bothered for a year or two. And then apparently was desperate to come back when the heart opportunity opened up. But um, if it doesn't come back, then loads of fun things to do. So mm. I think he's um, he's pretty happy with his lot at the moment. Yeah, and he's got a lot coming up, hasn't he? Like one thing we spoke about briefly was this Hulu show. He's executive producer on that. You know, he's he's just he's he's sort of been everywhere and just before we did the show i think the day before he was on the stephen colbert show wasn't he so mm-hmm. you know he's kind of becoming a i suppose a name in his own right it'll be interesting to see after a year you know whether he can keep that going if he's not an f1 driver i'll be fascinated to see whether because you know you're always leveraging when you're that famous you're always leveraging what you do for that fame aren't you so in his position it's like i'm leveraging the fact i'm a f1 driver you know i'm known from drive to survive when he's no longer the f1 driver and it's been a while. I wonder what, uh, but maybe that's what he's doing. You know, he's kind of making his. It's not like he's going to struggle in interviews. I think that's one of the, one of the things he's got going for him. He's always going to have a place on a chat show or whatever. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, though, Meadows. I, I I definitely got the impression that like if you said to him today, um, oh hey, like do you want to drive? Unless it was like, you know, it's I, I don't know. It's it's like unless it's like literally you can drive all year with the Red Bull. Even then, he might be like, no, I don't yeah. want to do it. Because I just think I think you're right. I think he's he's had this time to step away from it, and once your once your head's out, it can take a bit of time to get back in. Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, that was interesting about that. I mean, we we got to do some cool stuff to we that week, and we all together went to watch some basketball at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. But mm. aside from that, all Nate and I did was go to a few bars, <laughs> basically, uh, including one that had uh, a great advertisement to say live Formula One with sound. So they did. They do F one with sound in their bar, which was mm. mind blowing. But I feel like Mr. Bretto, you did maybe a bit more than us during your visit. Um, no, it was pretty much the same as what you guys did. Although I didn't spend as much time in bars. Um, I did. We did, I, we did ski ball together, didn't we? We did ski ball one night, which was cool. Um, which is um, throwing a ball up a ramp and trying to get it into like little pipes that are different scores is that a good description of what it is Nate um just yeah let, yeah just let I think so. everyone who's not American google it it's fine okay yeah <laughs> um yeah so we did that um one night which was cool we went out to Brooklyn um so we left Manhattan so that was nice but yeah I I had a little bit more um on I did all the interviews that you guys did which was cool I agree that they were all just they were all in pretty good mood apart from Checo but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he had a bad day um yeah which which again is fair enough like i'm not saying he like he's yeah. to have a bad day i just it was just very it just was such a contrast to the rest wasn't it yeah definitely um and then i went out into talking about how cold it was i went to Times square to do a piece to camera and uh just saying oh, wow. you know just to try and show that we were in new york which was one of the perks really if doing a a, a cold launch not in a factory or not in a, a room where you can't really put you know a different uh, feel on on a launch event so that was another great thing about going to new york i think it was just a little bit different and it was so cold that uh, my mouth stopped moving 
So I was talking and then, <laughs> and then I started to not talk properly before. So I had to go into the Levi's store. My producer, Emma, said, oh, you need to go into the Levi's store to warm up again. So I had to go into there for 10 minutes to warm myself back up again. And then came out, quickly did the piece of the camera again. And because uh, it wow. kind of, in Times Square, the wind kind of funnels like a wind tunnel without trying to bring a motor racing yeah. um, example <laughs> to it. But um, it was just, it was freezing. And I was talking to the cab driver on the way home and he was like, this is the coldest it's been for months. And it was just that one day that it was cold and then it warmed up the next day. So I think we yeah. were just, I think we were just really unlucky with that weather. But um, yeah, I, big time. Well, You're going today. It's 13 degrees and sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's a completely Heat different, wave. completely different wardrobe. Um, well, what are you? Um, an Atari launch as well. Well, it literally, yeah, I was going to say, it literally is, isn't it? It literally is a, a, like a mandated wardrobe. You can't. <laughs> yeah. You don't have well, much. That... You don't have a huge amount of freedom here to, to decide what you've. What well, you're I went to out the Avatari store to get an outfit for this weekend, and uh, it's it's, it's head to toe in mango. So they they basically kitted mango. Yeah. They kitted me out, wow. so I've got mango trousers, mango t-shirt, mango oh hoodie. Word. Does that does that match the new, match the new livery? Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, scoop on the paddock. I've not seen the, the new livery. Mango Alpha Tauri. Some mango wow. magic. But how mango good? Magic. How Can't good would that, that be if it was mango color? That would be so good. Well, we've just broken it. If it is, yeah, you heard so... it here first, people. And I know that's why people come to this. <laughs> Three respected journalists <laughs> who break news to them. Oh no, no, we just talk absolute shite for half an hour. <laughs> I think fun this way. Sorry, people. It will look exactly the same, won't it? Um, can't. Like... Yeah, I'm not envisaging a great deal of change on the livery. Um, but their launch is going to be quite cool because it's going to have a fashion element to it. So. Oh, so you say you're not envisaging a great deal of change. Means Brett is anticipating thing. some change. A bit of mango on there. Maybe well, there's some always on the wing. always a tweak, but <laughs> some change would be like a logo of a sponsor moving, right? Yeah. True. True. <laughs> so. Um... So that would be some change. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll be back on Sunday to go to McLaren on Monday and then Aston Martin on Monday afternoon. So, yeah, it's oh, going to be doing both. Good... Yes, yeah, so I'm doing both. Great man. Yeah. I've just sacked Aston Martin off. Yeah, I was going to try both, but I have to. I have to. It sounds so tough, doesn't it? I have to go to the Ferrari launch on Tuesday and they need you there early in the morning. So you have to fly Monday night, which means it's impossible yeah, to wouldn't. get to Aston and, and it, go. Yeah, it rules me out. It's pretty difficult Ferrari. to do anyway. It's a pretty yeah. tight turnaround anyway, so... Um, Aston should be so, fun though with with Fernando. Yeah, um, looking forward to see what he says because I I am already loving this. I've already seen quotes from Fernando where he's like Lance Stroll. You know, Lance could be a future world champion. He's already fully in. He's fully embracing. They were just on Twitter. I don't know who he gave them to, but wow. they're from Spanish media somewhere. But like, he's already in full Fernando mode where he's already like, right, I'm going to praise this team to the gills. You make this team, make it clear that me coming here is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> to this team. My teammates great. Because then when he starts beating Lance regularly, he's like, well, like I said, Lance, you know, Lance is a future world champion in the right car. And look at, I'm beating and him. And I'm beating him. I'm, I'm beating yeah. him. Because he did the same with Van Dorn, didn't he? He'd be like, well, you know, it's not every day your, your Formula 1, your, your teammate is the most successful Formula 2 driver of all time, you know? And that's that's what I'm up against this year. And I'm just, I'm beating him comfortably. And it was like, leave him alone. It was like that Simpsons meme. It was like, he's already dead. Stop, <laughs> he's already dead. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be fun. Um, that will be interesting to see that dynamic. I'm I'm interested to see their car as well because that's going to be I, I know livery wise is probably identical pretty much, but it's going to be very different hmm. in terms of the design. It sounds like because of the trouble they had last year. Whereas some of the others, I'm not too sure how different they'll be. But I want to rewind slightly to a, a launch that's already happened that Mr. Bretto was at. Mm. I'm gonna. Oh, yes. I want. I want to. I want to break down the fourth wall, Bretto. Yeah. 
I, w- I want to unveil the magic <laughs> television. But I mean, it was so impressive that you came back from New York. I think you landed Sunday morning. Yeah. Went to Williams Monday because I saw you at Williams. Yeah. Which is when I started to start getting man flu. It's, it's you know. Yeah. It's, just, it's a hardship I bear. Just before you continue then, this story, Meadows, are you sure you want to break <laughs> the code? <laughs> are you sure? It's like the magician's code, no? Are you sure? Uh, yeah. How, where does the rabbit I, come from, Lawrence? I I want Show to break us the it. rabbit. I want to break the code because then for you to have gone all the way to Hinville for just one little link. One little link. <laughs> Actually, a nice little interview, wasn't it, with the drivers? <clears throat> um, but I believe Tom Clarkson, who did a very good job, I thought. Oh, I thought he was great. I thought that whole launch, by the way, was super slick, by the way. I thought that yeah. was great. Which was a live launch, wasn't it, um, in Zurich? And he made a joke about how quickly the drivers got to him in Zurich from Hinville, from the <laughs> unveiling. How how did it happen, Veretto? Well, they're just speedy drivers, you know. They could, That's they how could. quick the Alfa Romeo is this year. They've built how... cars so fast. <laughs> it was because, Medlin, my link was pre-recorded. Oh. Yes, it was. It was oh, pre-recorded the week before in Hinville. Um, we pulled the covers off um, in a relaxed mode and then by the magic of television the great team at SRF edited together to make it look like it was live what is even real anymore here's a question for you was the live studio audience there when you did it or were they not because it looked like there was one there was one guy yeah there was one guy with his arms folded there was one guy who, like, you know, didn't look like he was meant to be clapping at the right point. So they were in the room with Tom Clarkson, weren't they? Yeah. So you had, yeah. Um, there were a few clips that were used, but when we did the unveil in the factory, there were actually guests in that room as well. Okay. So um, they were part. Yeah, they were partners. Um, More pressure from Alfa Romeo. They'd actually spent a three day. They'd had spent three days with Alfa Romeo, kind of embedding themselves into the team having a nice dinner uh, dinners they went up in a ski resort as well so it was just kind of part of an entertainment package and then they got to see the car early as like a, a perk of pumping and support pumping finances into the team and supporting the team uh, so they got to see the livery early so that that is what this podcast does there's a story about following formula one around the world that you wouldn't have known without listening to this exactly Hit the that's brief what we, that's what we set that's what we set up for only took us 30 minutes and 15 seconds of this episode. On, uh, actually, on that day, um, Valtteri and Joe pulled the sheet off the car 16 times. So if you ever think oh. about, because for various reasons, you know, for various unveils for different groups, or when you're shooting it, you want to get different camera angles. So you you cover it up and then you pull it off again and you cover it up <clears> and pull it off again. So fair play to them, because I think in each shot that would have been broadcast, they looked as excited in the first time as they did. And each time, time was it, was there a guy still painting the car underneath the first fifteen? So not yet. <laughs> Give me a sec. <laughs> I'm nearly, I told you I'm nearly done. I've got to do this front wing. <laughs> He's stripping back all the paint to the to find the black. It's like, Give me a sec. Oh well, talking about that, there's there's quite a lot of paint being stripped off that Alfa Romeo for yeah. weight gain. Although that car looks mega. It looks That's good, isn't it? Car so far, that favorite livery for me as well. But that middle bit surely going to go back to carbon. The black part. Because I'm pretty sure every team that has any black, which is quite a few now, uh, look at you, Haas. They they're gonna like make it lightweight by taking paint off. So Williams, you could see as well. There's darker sections on their livery that aren't the same blue as the other parts. 
that they'll that they'll take off as well. I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be the carbon year. That's what carbon. I'm going to describe F1 2023 as the carbon year. Carbon and at a time when we're trying to reduce carbon as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and on um, that note, I think I'm going to call it quits. <clears throat> compelling yeah. and rich. Uh, well, that's, that's the most important note, isn't it? Save save the planet. <laughs> Sorry. Laz is desperately trying to finish. Go on. I've got to go. I've got to go. But thanks very much, chaps. A pleasure, as always. We'll have plenty more car launches to chat about because you guys will do a few more right over the next couple of days. So we'll have plenty more. Yeah. So we'll do another one of these next week before testing starts. But you don't remember... Don't remember? Please remember to follow us on our social <laughs> channels at the Pad Hoc and do leave us a review um, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Medicine's work on Race.com, and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Network.